difficult things is, well, difficult. Doing difficult things with a good companion is often a lot easier. I've learned this over the past month and a half as I followed in my wife's footsteps and began jogging. Many days near the beginning of my training were spent alone, running up and down on a grassy path at the nearby high school. After a few weeks of trying this, I finally received the blessing of a running buddy. His name is Dan, and him and I have now spent many hours running and walking together. The best thing about jogging with Dan is that he doesn't simply stare ahead and silently run. We talk. A lot. We talk about the Bible and about our families. We talk about food and exercise. And we even talk about philosophy. That's the joy of having a running buddy who is a well-educated philosopher. Dan and I have an ongoing conversation as we run. This unquestionably makes it not only manageable, but even delightful to go out for a jog. I love my time with Dan, and therefore, I love running. I think a lot of us understand that the Christian life is not meant to be done alone. We do not live our Christian life in a vacuum, as if we are jogging alone down a trail. People are meant to live in a sort of ongoing conversation, not only with the people around us, but also with the God who made us. There's nothing new about this. In the Old Testament of the Christian scriptures, we read prayers from God's people, such as, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. That's Psalm 143, verse 10. Or from Isaiah 58, You shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. The Lord will guide you continually. Now, obviously, the people of God expected an ongoing communication with the Lord. He's the one who had revealed himself to them as the God over all of life. In the New Testament, Jesus assured his followers, the church, that he and the Father would actually come to them and make their home within them. That's John 14, verse 22 in 23. In this, God was promising to live in such close connection with his people that a constant communion would become the most natural thing we would experience with him. Jesus fulfilled this promise by sending God's presence, the Spirit, to fill us. The Spirit of God who lives in us is not mute. He does not restrict himself to an occasional nudge. Rather, you and I are invited into a constant conversation with God in us. The author, Dallas Willard, goes as far as to say that, quote, Nothing is more central to the practical life of the Christian than the confidence in God's individual dealings with each person. I think he's correct. God is eager to speak with you today, this morning, right now. Now, I can already sense that inner tension building in you as you read that. On the one hand, you and I believe that to be true. God really does want a constant relationship with us, not just occasional flashes of communication. 
Yet, on the other hand, we have a deep, troubling uncertainty about how hearing from God actually works. Now, our reading from Friday morning brought us into a dramatic scene where even a devoted prophet of God named Elijah fell into this great tension of hearing God's voice. We may have been surprised to read that God showed himself in many ways to Elijah, sometimes in very big, loud ways, and yet in the end, It was the gentle whisper of God which Elijah seemed to need and to hear the most. I want to encourage you to consider that God speaks to us in so many ways. It will be our continuing journey as the church to learn these ways and to help each other enter into the ongoing conversation with God. We can stand to learn today that God's voice is constant and yet sometimes very ordinary. So ordinary, in fact, that we may miss it in our attempt to listen for something much bigger and louder. Here are a few points to keep in our minds at the beginning of this week. Number one. An ongoing conversation with God is the great gift of the Christian life. Even if that sounds hard to imagine, even if that builds up tension inside of you, let's take the words of Scripture to be true for us today. God really does want a conversation with you. Number two, God speaks in many ways, but very often he seems to speak in ordinary ways like a gentle whisper. Let's remember, God's greatest word to us was in the life of Jesus, a humble man who did not try to attract much attention and fanfare to himself. Number three, hearing God's voice is not just about getting quick recipes for a better life and more blessings. That may or may not be a product for you. Rather, God's companionship in life is the great gift which Jesus promises. Just like my ongoing conversations on my daily jogs, God comes alongside us, even within us, to speak love, guidance, and assurance, even as we make our way through the real-life journey of today. So let's expect to hear God's voice today. Let's ask him now to whisper to you and I and to teach us how to speak with him just as if you were speaking with a close companion on your life journey. I pray that you and I will learn to love our companionship with God and with this to love the life that he shares with us. Let's pray. Lord, please help us believe that you are speaking with us. We have a lot to learn and grow in as your people. We don't always get things right, and that does scare us a bit, especially when we think you might be speaking to us. Please show us that you are speaking today and help us to prayerfully converse with you, our deepest companion in life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.